grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, the text chosen for our meditation is the epistle lesson with the verse they forgot to put, half verse they forgot to put on. What then shall we say to these things? God is for us. Who can be against us? Let's borrow the text. For the past, oh, decade and a half, maybe two decades, the world has been giving us a very clear message. You are to be afraid. Be very afraid. I can remember when acid rain was going to wipe out all of the fish in the fresh water. Then they started with global warming until it got cold, and then they had to change it to climate change. The world is going to end in 12 years, we were told in a movie that came out uh, 16 years ago. Recently, we found a whole new set of fears. Mask up. Lock up. COVID will kill you. You can't go to church. Oh no, you'll die. Don't offer any services or you're an unloving person who wants to kill people. God created them male and female. You hater, how dare you say that? You know, I remember my grandfather saying back in the 60s that he couldn't tell the boys from the girls. I thought that was rather funny then. Now it's not funny because now you're not allowed to distinguish between the boys and the girls. With this constant bombardment, it's no wonder that depression, that anxiety, that the ravages that are hitting our youth with suicide and drug use. Suicide ends the noise and the pain, at least. So here we sit, a Christian congregation. Truly, our outlook should not be the same as the world's. No, we look back and we see countless blessings that our gracious Lord has provided for us even in the year 2022. We can look forward also to 2023 without the fear and the pessimism of the world, but rather with confidence that our gracious Lord who has provided for us in the past will provide for us in the future. Unfortunately, we're stuck with this 200 and some pounds of flesh. And it gets involved in the world's pessimism. It wants to join in the wallowing and the sorrow. Even to the point that we don't enjoy the freedom that is actually ours in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We let the concerns of the world get in the way of the ever-constant glow of God's grace and love. 
This is the source of our downcast face and of our sad outlooks. It's our flesh. How can we put our flesh in its place and instead rejoice? Rejoice in the freedom that we have in Christ. It's the word of God which gives us the confidence. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit, St. Paul gives us a message of confidence. That hope and joy and confidence are found in the reality of the triune God. So what are you afraid of? If God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, stop to think about it. Consider who God is. He's all-powerful. That means if we try to destroy the world and he didn't want it destroyed, we didn't stand a chance. He's all-knowing. He doesn't have to guess like we do. He doesn't have to follow the science. He really is the science. He is the one who knows all. He is the one who is present everywhere. This is the God in whom we believe. There is great confidence in that. When we trust in the God of Scripture, we know that no harm can befall us. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be pleasant every day. But we know he has our back. Look at the many examples that we have in the Old Testament. I mean, consider yourself being a Jew. When standing on the the shores of the Red Sea... The world's greatest power of that day is bearing down on you with his troops and he's going to wipe you out. And in typical fashion of the flesh, oh no, you brought us out here to die. But God, just using water, destroyed the world's strongest power of its day. And as it says, the Jews went across on dry ground. Imagine how things looked to Jonah, stuck in the stomach of a sea monster, large fish, not whale, they've done that way with that one, and their throat's too small, but God wanted to them, but it doesn't say that, it says sea monster, a very large fish. There's Jonah sitting there. A, it had to stink. B, it had to be rather depressing. It didn't look good at all. I'm assuming if you're inside the belly of an animal, your life expectancy drops. And yet, he's saved. Beyond all odds, beyond all human predictions or feelings or thought, and I would have to say even the science would say you're not coming back from that. Consider the disciples. These guys were good at handling boats. And they're out on the lake, and a storm comes up, and they start sinking. And the first thing they go to after the fright is, don't you care that we're drowning, Lord? 
be still. And the wind and the waves stopped. And that scared him even more. Who is this guy? This is our Lord and our Savior. This is the God in whom we trust. Consider the disciples in the upper room after the crucifixion. They're dead men. They knew it. They had gotten Jesus and now they're going to come for them. It is over. And Jesus stands in their midst and says, Peace be with you. If God is for us, this God, who can be against us? No one. Nothing. If this does not give you confidence in the new year, consider what God has already done for you in your personal life. I mean, the fact of the matter is, when we were born, we were in the worst condition ever. We were born zombies, living dead. We were destined to hell. We did not have faith. Each of us was in graver danger then that in almost any other time. And yet, through the simple means of water and his word, he completely changed the outlook for our lives. He did something that all of our good works could not add up to accomplish. It doesn't even matter if we were naughty or nice. It wasn't going to add up good for us. We were lost. We were condemned. Our future by ourselves was eternal damnation. And yet, he called you by name. He gave you life. And in that life, he gave you hope. And he did all of this while we still hated him. While we hated him, he sent his son to die for us. God, out of grace, did for us that that we cannot do for ourselves. Salvation has been given to us by grace. That means you didn't earn it. You weren't so cute that God said, I'm going to save you. It was by grace and his grace. Undeserved love given to you in his son. He washed you clean of your sins. He gave you faith which receives the benefits of this washing. And by faith, we can say, Jesus Christ died for me. In the Lord's Supper, he gives you his very body and blood to eat and to drink. 
to strengthen you in faith, to shore you up, to shore you up in these days, to give you courage to stand, regardless of what you are facing here on earth. If this is how God provides for us while we still hated him, and this is where our text actually started. This is the introduction. No. Uh, if this, if based on all of this, all of this that God has done, while we hated him, is he going to abandon us now? No. If this is how God has provided for us when we were his enemies, how much more will he provide for us in faith? In the year 2023, we have confidence that this love of God will continue. As Paul says, what's going to separate us from it? And then he lists a bunch of things that on human terms are oftentimes deal breakers. But the reality and the conclusion is nothing. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. We with Paul can say with confidence, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we move ahead into this coming year proclaiming we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. As the new year approaches, Christ is our confidence the love of God in Jesus Christ is an objective, solid, unchangeable reality that stands for eternity. So it's certainly going to make it through 2023 as well. In Christ, we have nothing to fear now or in eternity. For Christ's sake, amen. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.